Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCSEs that comes in, helps me out with your computer computer comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC. 522-WTIC. Uh, usually the best time to get on is early in the show because by the uh, second hour, we are definitely always chock full of calls. So feel free to get online and we'll do our best to help you out. I want to bring something up that I wanted to bring up last week, but I forgot to. And uh, I keep being reminded by it because uh, Senator Blumenthal wants to spend billions on vaccinations for the flu. We've had a horrible flu season and have lost many people this uh, this season to flu. And... Uh, Senator Blumenthal wants to spend billions of dollars on vaccinations. And, I mean, I got my flu shot, but there are plenty of people out there that are not going to go out and get a flu shot for all sorts of reasons. We won't go into the reasons why you should be vaccinated or why you're scared to get vaccinated. Penn and Teller did a great thing on a program called BS on Showtime about vaccinations that you should probably watch if you're nervous about getting a flu shot because they'll explain why you should. But in this case, my point is there could be technology that will prevent the flu in other diseases like the flu or viruses like the flu with a simple light bulb. This is the coolest thing. So uh, I think it's Columbia. Uh, There's a researcher out there that is working on a way uh, to basically blast the virus right out of the air by simply using a UV ultraviolet band C to kill the flu virus and other bacteria uh, according to the physics of ultraviolet C, it won't damage humans. They're doing testing. But imagine changing your light bulbs. Yes, I know. Again, we've already gone from incandescent. They outlawed them to, to fluorescent. Then we realized you need a hazmat team when you break a fluorescent. Then you went to LED. But this is a good one if you could actually have an LED with ultraviolet C. Maybe we can get the government to give them to us for free. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I'm sure Blumenthal will be on that too. Um but imagine the technology where we don't even need to deal with flu shots and you could put light bulbs in hospitals and schools and our offices and our homes that instead of dealing with folks sneezing on you and dealing with the flu, it gets blasted as it's flying through the air over to you. <laughs> um, because ultraviolet uh, obviously is dangerous in the A and B bands. That's why we protect our skin when we're outside. But I guess the C band might be a little more friendly um, to us and not to the little, the little bugs. Yeah, the little bugs that are out there can't hold up. So they're they're dealing with uh, some testing on this. And I'll put a link up here for you from um, – uh, where did I find this? It was on a science, a science site here, but it's all over the place. I think I heard it on uh, Science Sci Friday as well on NPR. That was a, a good story. They actually had the researcher on it. And uh, I, I'm really excited. The uh, – the researcher's name is Brenner, 
and uh, he's been working on this for a while. He gave a TED Talk on it as well back in uh, 2017, and uh, he's, he declared his own personal war on superbugs. So imagine if you're dealing with the fact that we are always filled up with all this anti um, antibiotic, constantly reusing antibiotics. Just imagine if we could blast them just with a light bulb. Yeah, and then they wouldn't have a chance to uh, morph into a more powerful bug. Yeah, so I hope he's onto something. I hope it works out well, and it just seems so great if it does. And it's not going to harm us in some way. In 20 years, we're going to realize, oh, geez, we've been irradiated. But uh, let's hope they do the science properly and figure out that uh, the C-band is see safe. The results would be just watch the outer limits from the 60s. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> so we'll see what happens. And I'll put a link up here for you so you can check it out for yourself. But that was really cool news, uh, scientific news. Just imagine since Edison, where we've come, if we can actually start curing the flu or preventing the flu with just modifying our light bulbs. Anything else you got there, Bob, you want to bring up? Yeah, I got a couple of articles on Tesla. Oh, yeah. Okay. Tesla installed 300 power walls to give Hawaiian school kids air conditioning. Oh, very nice. The uh, governor of Hawaii issued a challenge to the Hawaii State Department of Education to cool its kids without running up energy bills. Mm -hmm. And uh, Tesla's power wall was the answer. You know, everyone knows that uh, Hawaii is a paradise and it was a rich culture and natural beauty. And, uh, well, it's, it's really hot and muggy <laughs> yeah. in Hawaii. And the school kids have a hard time learning in that environment. And who wouldn't? You know, we have air conditioning in our schools. So Just recently, though. Um, so, anyway, uh, Elon Musk from Tesla caught on to this. And uh, he volunteered and he put up 300 of his power walls with uh, his... Um, Solar panels yeah, nice. to go up, and it charges them up. And so they actually save money now on electricity, air conditioning their schools for the kids. Awesome. Using its power wall technology. Very good. I know here in Connecticut there's some sort of rule that says you can't use batteries and solar um, together so that if you're off, off the grid for some reason, well, when the power's out, your solar system cannot be used to power a battery and then power Where in Connecticut is against the law for you to save money? Where else? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, that's great. That's great. I'm glad the kids in Hawaii and their beautiful paradise now are nice and cool in their paradise that's high school. That's correct. Here's some new news for you, which uh, we've talked about this quite a few times um, as far as the fact that when Microsoft forced down our throats the Windows 10 upgrade on your Windows 7 machine, it was kind of seen by a lot of people as malicious. Well, there's now a lawsuit that's been put out there. A man is suing Microsoft for $600 million after he, his Windows 7 machine was destroyed by the upgrade to Windows 10 that he didn't want in the first place. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Frank Dickman Jr. of Albuquerque, New Mexico, is seeking uh, those damages uh, from Microsoft, and he's suing the CEO of uh, Microsoft as well, Nadella. And uh, I hope he wins um, because Microsoft really did have a very uh, egregious, forceful approach to forcing folks who didn't even want that upgrade to be upgraded. You'd find yourself by accident waking up the next morning with your machine running at Windows 10, and it was like, surprise, <laughs> you have a new operating system. And you're like, well, I didn't want it. Um, I still think their updates are too aggressive because, you know, how many times has it gone off on me when I didn't want it while I was trying to work? And, and you, you know, we uh, make money by, you know, uh, billing our clients for our time. And so... 
when you're you're stuck in the water because your computer is rebooting no, no. for an hour. You can't fill that time. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And, you know, other people are trying to do other work, and, you know, it goes off and... And updates when you don't want it to. Uh, there's another, uh, some other folks, this is not the first time this has happened. Uh, basically, uh, a woman has won already $10,000 in a judgment against Microsoft for a similar botched Windows 10 upgrade. Um, and uh, again, it was most, any, any software that happens to, to force a change that drastic down your throat would be considered malware, right? You didn't ask for it. It changed your system. Um, we kind of kind of characterized that forced upgrade when people were getting them from Windows 7 to 10 as kind of a malware because you didn't want it. Um, and even though you kept telling it to not happen, you had, to, you had to do all sorts of stuff, hoops, to prevent the upgrade from occurring. You bought Windows 7. You didn't want Windows 10, and if they you, forced it. If you weren't a computer geek, you couldn't stop it. Right, and many times by accident, somebody else on the computer allowed it. So we'll put a link here for you. I'm kind of rooting for uh, Dickman. I hope he actually wins and... Uh, We'll see what happens um, because uh, he's right. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, he's right. Uh, that shouldn't have occurred, and if you didn't want the upgrade, you should have been able to opt out. We'll put a link there for the story. You can take a look. In other news, um, if you're a fan of Ozark like I am on Netflix, you know that Jason Bateman's character is working hard to launder hundreds of millions of dollars. And it's amazing the stuff he gets into over there on that on that program uh, and how what he has to go through to try to figure out how to launder money for the uh, uh, I want to say it was some sort of drug cartel uh, that he was trying to launder money for. So it's an interesting uh, series. Check it out. But the reason I bring it up is because Mr. Bateman's character really should have just looked over to Amazon. Amazon um, has had an issue here. Uh, of uh, an author named Patrick Reams had no idea. Why Amazon sent him a 1099 form saying he made almost $24,000 selling books via his CreateSpace. Uh, CreateSpace allows you to produce your own book and uh, put it out there on Amazon. So he, he couldn't figure it out. So he, reached her, he researched the site and he found that his name was there. And someone had been um, selling a book in his name for $555. And the book was just full of gibberish. It wasn't a real book, which is how you know, money laundering kind of works here. The phony books sold for – they sold more than 60 times, which, of course, didn't actually occur. The uh, impersonator priced the book at $555 and allowed it to be sold constantly. Um, they had over 70 sales over three months, and they racked up all sorts of earnings. So basically, they would pocket 60% that Amazon gives the authors because they, they stole – the uh, the uh, author's credentials. They they figured out he was an author on Amazon. Then they went and found his social security number. Of course, they didn't. Uh, he didn't get any of the money. And um, Amazon refuses to issue a corrected 1099. So he's on the hook for money he didn't even collect. And Amazon's refusing to do it. And it, and this guy did some more research and found there's tons of books out there like this on Amazon's site. I'll put a link up here for you. But this is just another example of some some. Companies as large as Amazon, not able to keep track of what they're doing. Well, it sounds to me like they don't care either. <laughs> well, yeah. They're, they're, and the other key here with the cloud is we've already seen plenty of examples of how Amazon does kind of a poor job policing the cloud and keeping our personal data safe. So in this case, the money launderers are literally putting up phony books and making money hand over fist, and Amazon is a little bit... Uh, little blind to the issue and that hopefully they're going to correct this you know who knows but 
would you spend $555 on a book? I mean, all, unless no. you're going to UConn and you have to pay for books for your kids. <laughs> In that case, yeah, the, for the books are that much. $555, I think it would be more than one book. Yeah, well, it doesn't and feel that way at UConn. It it's like two ele- books, if you go to UConn, it's a and couple then books. For an electronic <laughs> book? Yeah. How many million pages are in this book? <laughs> exactly. Well, this is all gibberish, too. Uh, so we'll put a link up here for you on the story, and you can see how uh, you, too, can become a money launderer using using Amazon as, unless your, the book, as your vehicle. <laughs> unless the book is going to tell me how to weave straw into gold. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Bitcoin. That's Bitcoin for well, you. I got an article on that. Do you Not could, Bitcoin. Uh, what was Weaving it? straw? No, it was doggy coin. That's Doggy another, coin. another a guy did a joke, and as a joke, he put it up, and he's making millions of dollars. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, that's that's a fool and his money for you. So we're gonna take a quick break. Get back to your calls. A couple lines open for you. Eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. Feel free to get online. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk. We're going to be here until uh, 11 o'clock, so feel free to get online. Uh, usually the first hour is easier than the second, and we got two lines open right now. Let's get to your calls. We're going to go to Elaine in Marlboro first. Hey, Elaine. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, thanks. Um, I have an Apple okay. uh, laptop, sure. and I've had it for maybe four or five years, and I've never had any problems with it. Well, oh. recently I went on a website, and I probably picked up some... I don't know, malware or bug. Yeah. And every time I turn it on, um, well, when I turned it on, I used to get this strange search engine, but I called my son who lives in another state, and he'd help me get rid of that search engine. Mm -hmm. But now I get this um, scan is complete, uh, attention, 349 issues found, clean now, and I can't get rid of it. Um, The only way to get rid of it is to force quit. And then mm-hmm. I force quit, and I get nervous mm-hmm. that it's still somewhere in the background because after 10 minutes or 5 minutes on my computer, it pops up again. Yeah, I know. I know. Apples are not supposed to have these issues. No, I've always they're told not. You. I know. But I told you that that's a lot of baloney. I know. I know. <laughs> um, you're just less of a target because there's only like 3% of you that run Apple devices. Um, except for iPhones. You guys have got your day coming. Uh, but let's go uh, back to uh, your issue. Um, what you have here, you don't have any viruses. You have what's called a browser hijack. Okay, it's a browser hijack. I'm yeah. going to write it down. I'm not very savvy. That's okay. <laughs> okay. Apple kind of depends on I'm just kidding, just kidding. Okay. Uh, so you've got a browser hijack. So what you have to do is you have to clear your cache on your browser because it's holding... Uh, the fact that it, it wants to, it's been hijacked and it wants to keep showing you this fake uh, instance What's where it says that, you're yeah. infected. Uh, that's how these guys work. And some of them have phone numbers where they say you can call oh, now. Yeah. Right. Live help. Live help. And it shows me a picture of a guy. Correct. And that live help will be somewhere in the third world. Um, and then they'll take your credit card and, and you don't actually have a problem at all. Uh, right. They're literally just thieves. Um, so if you clear your cash... And if, if you don't know how to, clear clear, my yeah, so you have a Safari browser, correct? Um, actually, I, I have Firefox and Safari, and both are infected. Correct. So what we're going to do, um, well, we can also do a malware bytes for you, but I think just clearing your cache will do that. If, if you just go ahead to your cache under, uh, where are the settings for that, Bob, under the uh, Firefox? Do you know where the cache settings should are? I, should I force quit this thing? You can force quick it, quit it, but it, you have to go to the settings of Firefox, 
and your Safari and look at the cache configurations and clear that cache. Uh, that should take care of it. Um, okay, now I'm going to go under System Preferences or... Under the browser software itself. Uh, where is it, Bob? Are you looking? Well, on the upper right-hand corner, there's like three lines, which gives you the menus. And you go down there, and I believe it's under uh, options. It's either options. I'm looking for it now as we speak. See, there are other options. I'm talking about Yahoo. I'm in Yahoo right now. Am I supposed to be? No, you want to be the browser itself, right? So Firefox has the browser itself. You're going to have to the right side, there's either three bars or three little dots to the far right. And you want to get into the configuration there, and we want to have you clear the cache. We don't have it memorized. Uh, Um, But if you clear that cache, that should. I don't see that. Um, If you clip. I see those lines that comes up Saturday, February 24th. Now, if you go under the uh, the X, and then you go, well, it's different for a Mac. That's the problem. Everything is like backwards compared to. But do you see the three bars? There's like three. I assume the Firefox browser is still going to have you the three bars that says open menu. And then you're going to go to options. So the far right of that browser screen is three dashes, three bars. I don't. Oh, wait a minute. I'm pretty sure it's the same. Okay. Um, I, have, I have sign into sync. Okay, keep going down. Options. You're going to see it looks like a sprocket. Um, preferences. The sprocket says preferences. Okay. In our case, it says options. I'm not sure why okay. they change it for Mac there. But um, there should be a way for you to... Startup, general. If you click on customize, you get... There's a, a bunch of icons. One is for uh, um, add-ons and what have you. But underneath that, there's a forget. So you can... F- I don't see customize. I see general. Show your home page. I wonder how old her version is. This is, an, this is about five, four or five years old. Oh, you haven't updated it in a while? Well, we did update it, yeah. Um, Five years ago? No. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, every time there's something new, I update it. Okay. Because you could be looking at a different version of uh, Firefox than we are, if you haven't updated it in a while, because you haven't obviously gone to help and about in a while. Okay, but you think it's just clear the... the Yeah, I'm positive. It's just a browser hijack, and the great thing about Apple is if you clear the caches on your browsers, it should clear this issue. Well, okay. the other thing, too, you might need to do is it might have changed your search engines. So you want to check and make sure that your search engine is like Google or right. Bing or, or something that you try. Yahoo. And it, uh, I do have my search engine, Google, Google Yahoo, Bing. Oh, okay. that's good. And then you can also look at your homepage. Make sure they haven't directed you to an incorrect homepage. And again, no. if, you re- if you clear they it to... Did. Re- they did. But yeah. my son helped me get rid of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He helped me get rid of that. But, um, so we've got the link here that we can actually give you to have you follow these instructions for Firefox. And then we'd have to find a similar one for Safari where okay. you clear that cache. He also, um, well, my son, he wasn't sure. You know, when I called him, he said he might have to reinstall all the software. No, gosh, no, 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 no. No, he doesn't have to. Is he a Mac user? Yeah. Uh, come on. No, you don't well, want to do that. Maybe the way I described it. <laughs> you freaked them out. Uh, so, yeah, you're going to clear the caches. Uh, we're going to also recommend Malware Bytes for Mac. You can run a scan on it. It's free. Okay. And just in case something did get installed on your Apple, which is possible, you know, depends on yeah. how you got tricked. Uh, but generally clearing the caches will solve these types of browser hijacks on the Apple devices uh, because Apple does do a better job of protecting the kernel in general. But if they can trick you into putting in that password, you could be in trouble. So we'll put... All three of these links up here for you. 
uh, Elaine, so you can follow the instructions and clear that cache. But it's and you should update your browsers. Make sure they're at the latest settings, okay? okay. Latest versions. Okay. All right, Elaine. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We're going to get back to your calls. The lines are all filling up. One line open for you. Everything we talk about will be posted at computertalkwithtab.com or on Facebook if you like us on Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg games it worthy. It might get into your news feed. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we have one line open for you. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We posted everything about how to clear both Safari and Firefox caches on Apple Mac devices. The other thing we failed to tell, I think it was Elaine, that uh, you can do all this cache clearing and all this problem solving, but if you surf to wherever you surfed before to get this problem, it's going to happen again. So you need to add OpenDNS as a way to prevent this from happening again in the future. It's free, and it'll protect you much better than surfing naked. I know Apple told you you wouldn't have any issues with their stuff, uh, but uh, we all need to be surfing a little safer, and OpenDNS does it for free. So check that out. Everything will be posted at Computer Talk. Let's go to your calls again here. Let's go to Andrew and Glastonbury and see if we can help him out. What's going on, Andrew? Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I fixed the email problem that I was calling you originally about Oh, um, but I do have another question. Okay. Um, sometimes, I think it happened like three or four times so far since we had our new computer. Um, and the, uh, the, when I'm online, the, uh, the screen will suddenly turn blue, and with white lettering it says, um, your PC ran into a problem, we are collecting some information, and we need to restart. Oh, it's called the blue screen of death. It's called the what? Blue screen of death, B-O-S-D. Should I be worried about this? <laughs> Doesn't this sound scary enough for it's you? BSOD. <laughs> oh, sorry, BSOD. Sorry, blue screen of death. Yes, uh, if that's not scary enough for you as far as a, an error, yes, you should be worried about it. It probably means you have a RAM issue. Or no, it's typically a, hard drive a driver issue, issue. Driver issue. Usually, usually, and and I use the term loosely. Mm-hmm. Usually, it's like a video driver, but it'll give you a um, a code, a code which will be zero X and then eight digits. If you write that down, you can Google it. Sometimes you might be able to find a clue a clue as to what piece of hardware is causing the problem that you need a new driver for. New driver? A new, so you're, you're, each computer has uh, components in it, so a video card, a hard wow. drive, a sound card, and there are software components that speak to the operating system about each of those hardware components so that the two mesh together. You just can't throw a video card in there from company A and, and load a software driver from company B and hope they work. Uh, you have to load the right driver. In your case, you could have a bad driver, a corrupt driver, is what Bob is thinking, um, is causing your issue. So when that blue screen of death pops up, you'll see the code, write it down, and then reboot your machine. <laughs> but the blue screen disappears in like a matter of seconds. It, dis- it disappears? Yeah, and, 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 and the computer will, will go into the uh, restarting mode. Oh, okay, yeah. So it really pops on you. That's That, I think, is more See, than a driver. You've got to have your camera ready to, to oh, take a on. flash picture. That's crazy. You're going to have to, yeah, that'll be a tough one. Uh, but if it's doing it like that, I don't think it'll that's be, a driver uh, issue. I think it's more important. It'll leave an uh, event in the event viewer. So you could go into the event viewer and find an error or a warning message. It'll okay. be either yellow or red. And it'll tell you that something happened, and it'll actually give you the code. So you can get it in the uh, event viewer. Okay, so if you need to figure... So you're we're running getting Windows, geeky here. Are you running Windows 10? 
Uh, no, it's 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 Windows eight point uh, one. Oh boy, yeah, that was their uh, Millennium. Uh, so yeah, you you go down in the left hand corner and you can type in Event Viewer, and that'll bring you right to how to look that code up. It'll you'll see it, and then you can write it down, and then do a Google search for that code and see if you can get a clue. If they talk about memory or they talk about processor or they talk about something physical besides a driver, you could have a bad stick of RAM. I think you have a bad stick of RAM when it's when it's rebooting like that. Uh, but Bob could be right. It could be just a driver. And because it's 8.1, did it come with 8.1, Andrew, or was it something else? It, it came with, it came with uh, 8.1. Okay, that's good. So it's probably got all the proper drivers, I would hope. Uh-huh. But, but either of those two uh, things. It, it, um, it's an HP Pavilion Touch Smart. Oh, it's a touch touch device too. Okay. Yeah. Um, All in one. It's, yeah, it's an H Pavilion Touch Smart, and it's, it's about two, two or three years old. Okay. Have you done HP updates? A what? Well, Windows has Windows updates that they force on you, so I'm sure that you're up to date on that. But yeah. HP actually has updates to fix problems with their hardware. But yeah, uh, it doesn't force it down you. You have to go to the menu, and you'll find there's a HP update that you might need to run. That's a good idea. Okay, and 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 that will give me the uh, the uh, the code, the yellow code. You would no, have? no, that'll give you the latest drivers. If it's a driver issue, HP will say, "Hey, Andrew, your machine needs a new driver." And it'll apply them, and that could solve your issue because you have now the latest drivers. But if you go to the event viewer, you'll find the latest. You'll find what the error code is, and you can write that down and Google it. Where did you say to, to go for the for the for the call? The event viewer. Event viewer. Yep. Just type that in the bottom left-hand corner of your search event viewer, and it should bring you to the area where you can look at your events. Left-hand corner. Okay. Yeah, lower left-hand corner. There's like a little search box. As soon as you hit the start button, just start typing event okay. viewer. That should bring it there. If it doesn't, you can type in event w I'm sorry, event vwr dot msc. VWR. Yeah. And that should bring it up for you. It's in your control panel. Oh, okay, control panel. All right, very good. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Good luck, Andrew. Okay, thank you. Yep, bye bye. Blue screen of death. We haven't seen those in a while. Haven't had a blue screen. Well, you see them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> we just haven't had a call about BOS, BSOD in quite some time. If it's not scary enough for you, the death should scare you. Because it's basically just the machine choking on itself, saying, blah, I don't know what to do. Bad code. Uh, all right, let's go on to uh, Art in Colchester. Oh, boy. What's going on out there, Art? Hi, good morning. Good morning. I uh, I don't quite have the the uh, blue screen of death. Okay. I have the full screen of chaos. Ah, oh, we love those. What, what's that all about? <laughs> um, uh, some uh, like YouTube videos, uh, uh, music videos, they're fine. You know, they they're there. You can see them, and everything is to scale. Yeah. But when I when I pull up uh, other videos, like an instructional video from another site, mm-hmm. it just completely loads up the screen. So all you see is somebody's chin or neck, or you know, it's like two hundred times bigger than it would what it needs to be. Hmm. How do I rectify that? Well, it's calling up a different video player on uh, your system, obviously. Maybe it's calling up QuickTime. Do you know what player is being called up when you execute those videos? Uh, I have no idea. I did go, I did look to see what the source was. Yeah. And it had said it was Hotmail. Hotmail? HTML. I get the. HTML, that, that's the hypertext markup language. 
Oh, it's not okay. Hotmail. <laughs> <laughs> what do I know? That's okay. Yeah. You just kind of try to deduce what you were seeing. So <laughs> the video is out of out of size. I mean, it depends on what you're using for a video viewer. Is it an, is it a file you're clicking on, or is it within the site? It's within a site. Hmm. And the, and you're clicking on the, a file or a link. Uh, it's 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 good. Qu- I'm I'm not really certain how to how to. Uh, does it does a file seem to come as a download and then it executes, or is it does it seem like it's running within the website itself? It's running within the website itself. Interesting. Okay, so your your browser is not able to size that video properly. Correct. If what you, it is, it's a it's a, a site where they have uh, like instructional videos within that site. Mm-hmm. And when I click on an individual video screen, yeah, it's fine when it's when it's in still, but when I hit it to play it, it just blows up to, uh, you know, you can't make out what's going on because it's so big. If mm-hmm. I can back up, maybe I don't know if this is helpful. I have uh, malware bytes yeah. as a, a security. Yeah. And a couple of weeks ago, I, a little pop-up kept coming up on the lower right-hand side. You're not fully uh, protected. You're not fully protected. And apparently, they at some point, they had an issue uh, with, with their system. So I had to uh, load uh, an updated version of Malwarebytes. Oh, don't, Everything yeah, was don't go fine there. until I did that. So don't go there. So that's a, okay. always a, a bit of a fallacy of logic when it comes to computers. Uh, just because you ate a peanut butter sandwich, your videos are much bigger now. Um, uh-huh. In your case, I loaded it. Uh, I changed my security software. Now my videos on this one at one location are much bigger. That doesn't really link up logically. Um, so keep be careful of that because heck, when I go and visit new clients and business client, you know, new business clients or prospects, I don't even touch their systems uh, because I don't want the, the 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 client to say, hey, since the IT guy was here, this happened. I didn't put uh-huh. a finger on your machine. I just happened to be in the building, um, and that's kind of the the key here with you. Uh, don't don't make that fallacy there. Uh, it's okay. Never. The, you have so many things that have changed on your computer besides that. From when you did the update, you had you had operating system updates. You had other software that updated. Your browser could have updated. You name it, it could have updated. In this uh-huh. case, the pop up video site, uh, you that that instructional site must have an FAQ where you can look at. Um, why they might have this issue because they're having a problem rendering the video to you or forcing your browser into a weird maximum screen. Uh-huh. Now, you can change your browser zoom, uh, control zero, and you can modify your zoom um, on your browser, but I don't understand why it would zoom out that far. Can you resize the screen? Like, can you hit the upper right-hand corner of the actual window of your browser and force it back down within the screen, or what do you got to do? Or can well, you do anything? I did tr- I'm sorry. Um, what I did try was, you know, hitting control and, and scrolling with the mouse. Yeah, to try to shrink it down. But but all that did was that just shrunk uh, the main screen. It didn't do anything to the in- the the the, uh, the video that was going on within it. That's bizarre. And you're sure it's not a problem with the video itself? If you're I YouTube, asked. I okay. asked at the school, and they have no reports of anybody else having having that kind of problem. All right, here's what you're gonna do, Art. What browser are you using to watch this video? Uh, Google. Google Chrome. Yes. Try Firefox. And by, by the way, I'm still running Windows Seven, so I that's don't know fine. If that's nope. Try a okay. try a different browser. Okay. Go to Firefox or Internet Explorer. I know okay. we don't recommend Internet Explorer. Just see how those browsers handle these videos. 
Okay. I can't imagine that there's anything physically on your system that would change your view on a particular site. And I think your browser is doing something weird. It's getting a code from them that's saying, show this video in massive size, I guess. I don't know what it's doing. But uh -huh. try a different browser. Okay. Did they you suggest that? Firefox? Oh, we love Firefox now. It's much faster okay. than Chrome all of a sudden. For the past few months, it's been lightning. Huh, okay. It always changes. We'll, be, we'll tell you back and forth what, whatever's going on in the IT world. Right now, Firefox is crushing Chrome when it comes to speed lately. Okay, great. So see if that I'll works. Give that a try. Yeah, let, you're, we're going to be here until 11, so it should be a quick try for you, right? Call us back. I will do that. All right, thanks. Thanks so much for your help. You got it, Art. All righty, yeah, bye. Bye-bye. We're going to step up for a quick break. we got three lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock, so feel free to get online. We have three lines open for you. Everything we've talked about has been posted live at computertalkwithtab.com. Let's go to Mike in Wolcott next. Hey, Mike. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, thanks. I've been trying to, I have a uh, recently purchased uh, HP, uh, I don't have the model number or anything with me, but in any event, uh, laptop. Yeah. And I've uh, been trying to, to use OpenDNS on it as suggested. Yeah. And uh, installed OpenDNS successfully, I believe, and changed the settings so that, you know, the, uh, the appropriate um, coding, I don't even, I'm, forgive me for not having the language right. That's all I, we, yeah, go ahead. It seems to be installed exactly correctly, except that it won't run. And in, in going to uh, OpenDNS to help and uh, working with one of their folks, they said that Comcast is redirecting my uh, my DNS. And uh, I have to ask them to not do it. And I can't find anybody at Comcast who even seems to know what that is. Well, I believe that question. I believe that last statement is true um, as far as them not understanding what the heck they're, they're, you're talking about. Um, but that doesn't make any sense to me because we – so number one, OpenDNS technically is not something you have to install. You're just changing, you're just changing, the, yeah, you're changing the DNS settings in your network to be – instead of obtain, you're going to set them to – 208.67.222.222. For the yep. primary, and the secondary is going to be 208.67.220.220. So there's, exactly. there's, that act, there's that one aspect. The only thing you're going to also then do is download the little IP updater. Okay? Exactly. Yep. You, you download the IP updater, have it on your computer, and you're going to register as Mike from Woolcut with your email address. Mm -hmm. Okay? Then you're going to go into OpenDNS's settings, and you're going to say... Mike from Woolcut would prefer not to see this, not to see that. I want to have my malware protected like that. I don't want any porn coming. Whatever you want to do, okay? Yep. You can. Right. Yep. So there's nothing Comcast can do that I've ever heard of to stop you from using OpenDNS. They can't redirect you because you're flying out those IP addresses, not Comcast anymore. They can't undo that. Okay, so yeah. uh, either you either even either you didn't understand what OpenDNS is telling you, and of course, don't talk to Comcast. Um, so, what you need to do to confirm that you're working is making sure your IP updater is happening, and you can log into your settings. Have you gone to those settings and tried to conf configure your levels of security within OpenDNS? I have, and uh, and everything everything seems to be right, except that it fails to work. Like when I boot the computer. 
the, there's a small yellow and white or orange and white box that comes up that says open DNS and then it says it's not working. So, Mike, are you on? Is your laptop just going out to through a modem or is there a firewall from Comcast in between? It, it is a modem and it's uh, it's Comcast's modem, unfortunately. What I would suggest is that you uh, actually go into your settings. The little uh, down in the lower right hand corner, the the system tray, it's called. There's a icon for your uh, if you right click on that for your network, so you can open your network and sharing center. You can also get there through control panel. I like yeah. to use the quicker way for me because you know I do this every day. Mm-hmm. Yep. But then you go into your uh, uh, network and sharing center, and what you can do is over on the left side it says change adapter center uh, adapter settings. Okay, and yep. if you right click on your Ethernet uh, setting and choose properties, okay, then yeah. you're going to be given the the Ethernet properties and you you pick the Internet Protocol version four TCP IP version four, yeah. and then you choose click on the properties button. Up at the top. You want to leave it where it says obtain an IP address automatically. But then further down, it says use the f- obtain DNS server addresses automatically is the default. You want to change it to use the following DNS server addresses. And right. once you click that little radio button, those two little windows will be uh, ungrayed, and you can put in 208.67.222.222 right. and 208.67.220.220. Yep. Click yeah, on. I did that. I should probably go in and double check it again. But yeah, make but sure that they stayed because if they didn't stay, that could be half your problem on your end. Yep. And then that's why the little updater is saying, "Hey, this isn't working," um, because you don't have your the, the proper DNS settings. That's that. I, I don't know of any way they can block this from occurring, Mike. Um, uh, that okay. I've heard of. Well, it's good to know it's me because then it's potentially fixable. If there were Comcast, I would then probably be in. You know, dead in the water, more or less. Yeah, they they can't force you to use. Uh, they you could use Google DNSs if you want to. I wouldn't recommend it, but you could, yeah. and you can use anybody's DNS. Comcast would like you to use theirs, I think, because they want to know more about where you're going they and sell the information. Going. Exactly. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Sure the, the the one thing I want to say about the IP updater that you got from Open DNS, what that does do is if you open an Open DNS home account, which is free, right. and right. you set what you want filtered out. You can filter out gambling. You can filter out porn. Right. You can filter out shopping sites or whatever you want. The point is you can make it as granular as you want. You can even set specific sites that you want to allow. Or and disallow. Disallow. And well, um, the uh, advantage of the IP updater with the laptop is, is that it keeps your uh, file association, what it's going to block, or the site associations uh, associated with your computer and your account. Right. So if you just generically put in the uh, Open DNS, it'll it'll give you some protections. Give you some, but not not granular. as not as not as powerful as what you're trying to do. Right. Right. Perfect. So check yeah, those I'll, DNSs. I will, and I'll check the updater to make sure that I have it entirely functioning right. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you, guys. Yeah. Let us I, know. I will indeed. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Mike. Good luck. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. It's very important, guys, to use some sort of filter like this. If it's in your business, we have a commercial tool that we protect our clients with called Patrol Dog. 
that'll do similar things to what this tool does for free for home users. And uh, if you're not doing some sort of filtering, you're surfing naked, and that's never good. We'll be right back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 